Hey there, welcome to Walking Alongside Perspectives, a combination of short monopods as well as some conversations with cool folks covering various topics based on what is going on in the world, focusing on the broader theme of perspectives. As Friedrich Nietzsche said, there are no facts, only interpretations. So let's get into it with this episode. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to Walking Alongside Stories from Yeg. I'm Carissa McKay, and we are continuing with our conversation with Christy Davis. And if you recall from the first part, she was about to tell us something that she could totally relate to. And so I'm pleased to be able to bring you part two of my conversation with Christy as we continue to take a look at how we can build community in different and varied ways. Well, a point that, uh, a very uh, special point that I noticed with elementary school that I learned living here in a, in a snow area is sometimes people are from different places like the South or different that have come here. They don't realize you have to have snow pants or either your parent, the parents are both working and the child, every one of us knows kids will run out the door with no hat, no gloves, no nothing, mine included. And, and she did it one day. My daughter was at school in the beginning and didn't have snow pants. We very well may not have even, I mean, really didn't have snow pants at the time when we first got here. I wouldn't have known that. I never owned a pair except to go skiing. And she, she got in the car and she said, oh, mommy, I need snow pants. I was so cold. And But the office had some that they keep on reserve. And I went and put those on and then I just have to give them back. And her point was trying to tell me I got to go get some, you know, it really hit me. I started thinking, oh, wow, that's nice of the school. And as I I was in the school longer. I got to know the kids because I'm a park mother and I knew the kids that and every school has taught either the parents both work and you just can't handle knowing everything. So I'm going to be forgiving for those parents because I was that parent. I thought, you know, I'm going to donate my daughter's when she gets to grows out of her nice coat, I started donating it to the school. And the school was so appreciative. She's like, you're giving this to us? And I was like, my daughter can't wear it. You've got kids that all sizes that may be able to wear it. And I was like, why not keep this on hand? Because you did it for my daughter. And, you know, my daughter would tell me, oh, I saw somebody wearing my coat today outside. <laughs> She goes, I'd see my purple coat, mommy. Somebody, she would be excited about it. That's the lesson you teach your child. I was like, that's paying it forward, Caitlin. You've kept another child warm with your coat and your pants. And that's a valuable lesson that you can teach your children. And I even talked to the office lady as time went on because I would, I got to know her and she knew me for bringing things in. She goes, oh, when I brought something another time, she goes, oh, I know just the child for this. And I said, please let this child wear this home. The parents don't need to know any different. You can just say one we keep, but we don't need it anymore. I said, tell them anything. But if that kid you notice does not have pants and a coat, give them that whole set and let them take it as their own. Make a point to write their name in it. The parents don't need to worry about it. That was my little journey there with the phrase, it takes a village. If you look around and you see children that, you know, might need another pair of shoes, sometimes in the park, just to expound on this subject of how important we are to each other, mothers and fathers and volunteering. Uh, one mother panicked. She lost her child on the playground. I told her, I said, I'll walk over here. You go over there. We'll look for her. And we found her. She just gotten behind the skating rink a little bit. I, I have to add in, these are things I didn't know because I was a work mother. And I have to thank even the daycare people the moms that might have been able to volunteer when I couldn't. I think about, sometimes I think the mothers, some parents came 
to daycare to volunteer in Virginia when I didn't. And so I thought, you know, this is what this feels like. This is what the other side is doing. While I was working on the 22nd floor or traveling, there were mothers and grandparents that showed up, tied the laces to the park with them. I went to the, we had a big pumpkin patch thing they would go to, pick out a pumpkin in Virginia. It was a big thing, but I couldn't go. I missed a lot of those things that I hate that I missed. When I see kids that I know their parents weren't there. I would try to mother that child, especially when I knew them. I knew some of them in her class. If there was a play, a lot of parents don't come. They can't. They're working. My husband couldn't come. They, the Christmas plays during the day to help them put their costume on. It made them feel like they have a mother because I go, oh, come here. Come here. Let me get yours. I got yours. You're with me. And I, you try to put on every child's costume. Go over there and help that kid. That's something I learned from being a stay-at-home mom that I, I didn't know. I have to admit, I, I used to think it was so wonderful. Like I would be like, oh, their life is it. I'll admit I was one of those. I thought I was a career lady. So, and I had respect for staying at home, but I didn't quite get the gist of it. And now I do because I went to Costco. I got gas because you know, you get gas, you get in Costco and it's so pretty in there. And I want to try all the food. This is why my daughter's in school. I drop her off at school. There's no lie. I go right to Costco because I know they're going to, you know, start the gas line at nine or whatever, because that's open. I wait, get in at 10 to go shopping. And it's like a amusement park to me in there. <laughs> I cannot be trusted in Costco because I just think I should try everything and I want to look at it. And um, I'm amazed by it because I never got to do these things. Well, lo and behold, it's a, it's an early day. <laughs> So I'm in the line. This long line to get out of Costco. You're waiting in line to pay. And here it is. They have an early day at her elementary school. I'm not going to make it because I forgot. I forget that early day. Every time I forget. It's only one day. Well, anyway, thank goodness. Props to this other mother. Thank God I went to the park a lot and I talked and I said to this lady, I was like, are you by chance going to be in the park with your daughter today? She said, yeah. And I was like, would you mind, you know, when you get your daughter, they were in the same class, get my daughter. And she said, oh, we're going to be in the park. Take your time. Anyway, because she was a leader, a troop leader for Girl Guides. So she was going to do something right after that in the park. And so she kept my daughter, saved me for pickup. But it's because of this saved by this other lady that saved me. Krista, you've been in there with me when I go to Costco. So I had too much fun, but that goes to show. See, so when your opportunity comes, people, mother or father, to help that one kid or to be that safe, do that because it matters. Oh, but- absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that every parent can relate to those moments where there's been something that's come up or they lost track of time or they forgot that there was an early day or, or any of that. And I just, I love that you mentioned that whole notion of that it takes a village to raise a child. Cause I think that we've really forgotten that. I think we've really moved away from that. And depending on, you know, if you're fortunate enough to live in a, a community where the people really know one another, or there's a school there, which makes a huge difference because it just it brings people together and it really helps, you know, with everything that is going on in the world, we need to take take advantage of those kinds of things more, or we need to look for those opportunities more. We really need to try to think about what can we do differently? Things don't have to, we don't always need to be looking for the bigger and the better or whatever, but just could we do more, accept less, be more prepared to step up and help our neighbors, whether that's people down the street or around the world or whatever that looks like for you. 
And I think that in everything that we've heard you say, they really embody these things. And I'm just wondering, I would like to think that our kids pick up on these things, like whether by osmosis or just by us role modeling it or whatever, but we know how important it is to appreciate whatever he brings to the table, regardless of whether that's traditional stuff, corporate stuff, volunteer stuff, but because it's the right thing to do. And do you think that that's what Caitlin's picking up from you? Like, do you feel like those are the things that she sees? If someone were to go up to her at school and say, Hey, Caitlin, what does your mom do? What would she answer? You know, because it's, it's going to be a different kind of answer than I think that our kids are used to giving, Oh, my mom does X, my dad does Y, you know, but I think that with how you've become this like kind of pillar in your community, like, does she see that? Yes, I think she sees me now as a major part of every day because now I don't have to do this, but just because I'm embracing this time with her because I have it, I get up, fix her lunch. Now, a lot of my friends fuss at me about that because they should learn to fix their own lunch because now she's 12. But I do that because I want her to remember a, a loving mom. I think she'd say, my mom fixes my lunch. She takes me to piano. She takes me to my play dates or to the park because she still has little park days. And I'm the, the one that's home when daddy's working and he can't do all those things because it's clear he's a scientist because she'll say, oh, daddy's a scientist because she does reports on him being a scientist. But she knows I was a banker. I make sure I tell her. Halloween, she dressed up like me, like she wore a business suit. She said, mommy, I want to be a banker. I'm going to be you on Halloween, which was, I was amazed because that was years ago that I did that. And she wanted to do that. So I fixed her up in my suit. So she gets that you can be many things. But I think for this experience here, she's going to know me as the mother that picks her up, you know, from school that, and I'm on purpose doing that because I want this time with her because when I pick her up, she's so much to say, guess what happened to me today? I think those things are important. And I understand people not being able to do it because I didn't do it before. But so I think I'm totally trying to embrace it and cherish it so that she'll look back and know and maybe pass it on and do what I did, what she saw me volunteer at her school. Maybe she'll volunteer and help put costumes on, help build an igloo. We had to build an igloo for her class as when she was in first grade. And I was one of the mothers that helped make the bricks. And I hope that she'll remember all those things and, and kindness to other children and trying to share and see the world as a big picture. I'm trying to teach her that. That's all encompassing lesson though. Sometimes at 12 and 13, and when kids have grown up with privilege of some sort, like in first world countries, I don't think kids get it. So I really am trying to make her aware of world affairs, of different ways, different customs, different families. You know, we try to donate to Mustard Seed, Hope Mission, Bissell Center. And I'm trying to teach her that, you know, we're not supposed to hoard these things. They're things. Oh, yeah, there's just so many life lessons that I've got to get across to her. But she's she's catching on. My main point is making her a steward of the world. It's not even about getting a PhD or an MBA. or a, I do want those things for her. I want her to have education. But I want her to be a human first. You know, a good person with grades and with school because COVID was really rough on us. If you if you're really calm and cool about grades and not looking at letters and not like when they get report cards or or focusing on being so intense, see the distraughtness in her and she put her head down and I would keep my cool. I would just be really cool. So the more I did that, 
the better her grades got. I just started being a cooler, loving, no matter who she is and who your child is, love them for where they are right now. And they will excel a hundred times over is my main lesson. That's been my experience. I love That's it. just a weird thing I've noticed. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think is so serendipitous about your story and the time that you're able to spend with your daughter now and the influence that you're having on the kids in her life now. And I understand feeling sort of a, like you've missed out on the things that you couldn't do back home when you were working. But a friend of mine said that we actually do it wrong. The time that the kids need us the most, intuitively, we think it's when they're small or they're babies or they're, you know, they're in preschool or, but they're pretty malleable in those times, right? Like as long as someone's picking them up and getting them fed and maybe washing the dirt off them once in a while, they're okay. But she said when they really need for us to be home is kind of in that junior high, 10, 11, 12 to 16, because that's when they need that person to have those conversations with them, to be there, to support them in that way, to figure out whether it's through reverse psychology or otherwise, but just to be there as that constant, consistent, unconditional provider of support and love, even if you may not like them very much in the moment. And I think that she's right, you know, as, as our kids are going through this 12, 13 time and me having been able to work from home more, I realize how valuable it is to be here for them now. So I think that you've been exactly where you need to be unbeknownst to you. And it's just added such a great piece to the lives of the kids, whether it's with costumes or igloos or whatever, just like you've had this amazing presence that is such a gift. And to me defines community, even though I know that community has been a bit of a challenge for you because you, you miss home and you miss your friends and you know, all of those things that, that you do, but you you've created community in a way that I, I don't even think you fully understand the beauty of it and the impact that it has had on people. Oh, I, I really see that, especially in her age group, I can see it in kids that don't have any anyone. And she will tell me things that are going on. And that's so important that I know what's going on. Sometimes on Instagram, I'll have her friends, little young girls that want to be friends with me, want to follow me. So uh, that's good. I always accept. And I always, if they want to talk to me or if they say something at the, when I pick up, it, you don't know how one, that one thing that you say as a mother, even as somebody else, even though I'm Caitlin's mother, if I'll say, if to compliment a child that may not get that at home you know, might mean something where they might look up to you and you don't even think they do. That's what I've noticed too, is how important that is because kids are going through different things, the COVID and, and puberty happening. And so they need so much reassurance. I'll try to just wave and, and, oh, hey, you know, how are you doing? So we have a gift that we're going to give her. And we've kind of lost her as far as school. She goes to a different school. It's a beautiful Betsy Johnson. If you know anything about her jewelry, it's very creative. And if she has one that's really ballerina oriented, I was going to hand it down to my daughter. But now I have a daughter that hated ballet. <laughs> And I'm going to hand it down to this friend's daughter. She loved it when I used to wear it to Caitlin's recitals. She wanted it so bad. And her mother's been trying to find one, but I bought it in Virginia. Ballerina dancer that's beautiful. And it's the girl has got point shoes on. And I'm going to give that to this little girl that I just emailed her mother. She goes, you are kidding. 
Christy, I've been trying to find that. I can't believe you're going to give it away. And I was like, no, it needs to go to a dancer home. And it makes her feel special. See how even though I'm a different mother, she kind of bonded with me because we both took dancing. We all need to embrace these My point is, those little things might just be the breaking point, you know, where the glass is totally full for that person that makes them know, wow, I I am special. You know, other people see it in me. All these little tiny little bits of things just matter in in a weird way, I found. Knowing little things that I know, how I can help. So yeah, that all of that's important. Absolutely. So important. Absolutely. I love that so much. That is so amazing. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for another five hours. I'm no Joe Rogan. I don't need to have a two and a half hour podcast, right? Oh yeah. So. I'm sorry. I was running my mouth. <laughs> no, no. no. Stories. <laughs> these long stories. It's all good. Well, thank you so, so much, yeah. Christy. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. I don't know if it's possible, but I actually appreciate you more now having had this opportunity to hear things that, you know, I just, I didn't know. I knew some of it. I knew some surface stuff, but I just love that we were able to go in depth on some of these things. And I think that you've really hit on so many key, key points in terms of what we need to to do, to be there for others, to recognize the gifts in others, to share the gifts that we have in different kinds of ways. and, And just to role model that, because I think it does make a difference. So in season one, I had a favorite five series of questions that I asked all my guests at the end. Are you up for keeping that tradition going, even though I've had to modify them a little bit to kind of keep with our changing times? Are you game? Um, of course. Right. Okay. So the fr- they're not hard. Like it's, it's, they're, they're fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the first one, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? And if you go out to have it, where do you go? Well, um, I'm a chocolate person. So chocolate is my favorite. Actually, I just go to a superstore actually and get this chocolate yogurt. It's this big barrel. I don't even know the name of it, but it's yogurt because I'm trying to really stay away from ice cream. So really, I'm a plain, simple superstore yogurt and the gallon girl. (laughs) Bigger. Yeah. The the, the big, biggest better. Well, that is true when it comes to chocolate though. So yeah, I I don't, yeah, I'm basic. You're basic. (laughs) I don't, I don't know that any... I would use, I don't know that I would describe you as basic, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Just... Maybe, maybe with respect to frozen yogurt or frozen ice cream, maybe, but okay. <laughs> Question number two, what is the music that we can most often expect to hear blaring from your car or your Bluetooth speakers? Oh gosh, that's too complicated because I sang and you know, I want it to be a singer and um, Shut I got up. The, what? You want I got it to be the a lead in the play and a fiddler on the roof in high school. I've been in 200 weddings, singing in weddings and some funerals that I sang in. So I am very on the, I just have so many, a wide variety of things because I love everything. I can listen to Broadway, Sarah Brightman. I love her. At the same time, I like ZZ Top, Bruce Springsteen. It's just so many things I like, but because I sang, I go into, I like the things that are some operatic pieces, Andrea Bocelli. Oh, I love him. You know, some of his things. So it's just a lot of, you could never predict what's going to happen. Just like you. Unpredictable. Very unpredictable. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to be paying attention and I'm going to somehow figure out a way to actually get you to sing for me because I think that would be awesome. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Number three, what is your favorite thing to do in your spare time, either alone or with your fam jam? I love to, since I've been home now and I can do it, I experiment with 
cooking and recipes, mm. learning how to make healthy things. And it's just amazing the discoveries I've made, whole grain, think about what I'm feeding my family. I've tried to think in my recipes, what can I, can I put those colorful vegetables in this and make it healthy? Or um, I think about that. I, I just love that. I love to make recipes. Nice. And so I cook and I love my exercise programs of trying to tone. And I guess in my fifties now, I'm, I'm, I'm health conscious. So I'm trying to stay any new exercise video or program. So it's stuff, it's just general things, nothing that's that commendable. No, but it's, <laughs> it's not it's... like I'm learning French or anything. <laughs> you could. Like I should be doing. Well, you could learn French <laughs> while cooking, right? Like this is some French I cuisine. I should be doing something more productive, but these little, little things are just so fun within that school time frame too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. For sure. So. For sure. No, I love it. Well, I may come to your house for dinner and expect you to sing for me. So just be prepared. Uh, <laughs> number four, the thing that you miss the most that the pandemic has taken away and that may or may not come back once this is finally behind us. Oh, wow. That I miss the most. Well, um, well, I miss the, the group party. Sometimes my husband and I would... Um, have some of his company friends over. We stopped having that. However, that doesn't answer your question because it will come back. I hope we can do those things. Yeah. The exercise classes in a group like kickboxing. I, you know how I loved that. I used to try to volunteer you all the time to be my partner. I will sign up for that anytime. Like, but it's so close contact. That really is something I'm really afraid is not going to come back because you're so face to face. Even you and I, you have to be at that contact point. So that I hate that if that doesn't come back, but I hope that, you know, social avenues and venues open up more than they have because for my daughter's sake, for where sure. we can do more things because yeah, she really suffered in that year. So I guess they're, they're general answers, but no, it's perfect. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> and the last one, and this is <laughs> um, number five, and it's kind of a big, broad question, but something that you are trying to do differently as we try to save our planet as we know it. Okay. Is that something I am trying to do differently? Because mm -hmm. as far as saving the planet goes, definitely I have a whole storage of bags in my car all the time. Like I never, I'm trying to really stop the plastic stuff. You know, when I hear shows where animals have a straw stuck in their nose, I saw a surgery on a Saturday morning with this turtle, you know, people just throwing stuff in the ocean. So that really, I want to make sure that I compost, that I do my recyclables right. And I even am starting to buy different. If somebody has a packaging that's something I like and a package as opposed to someone else is, is more biodegradable. I'm really trying to look at that and just less chemicals in the world, chemicals that I clean with. And, but I'm really trying to do that as a family. And I try to clean the house with things that are natural. And they're really a top discussions we have, my daughter and I all the time. And she's really big. I will say this generation is being taught better than mine because she'll say, oh, no, mommy, that's recyclable. Well, that's compost. Don't you know what compost is? And she made me buy, we went and bought lunch things and she picked out these reusable little bags for her pretzels and things. And she says, I can wash these and use them over and over. So she's been a little teacher for me sometimes. So awesome. we're definitely awesome. doing those things. Good. I, I'm really on board for that. Love it. So love it. And having a <laughs> chemist as a husband probably is helpful because he could say, yeah, this will work. This won't. This we have to still kind of go with, but 
Yeah. So awesome. And so again, the two pieces, the yin and the yang of life just coming together. It's amazing. Well, I am sad that we are at the end of our time. It has been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And I hope that we can have a conversation again sometime because I think it would be really amazing to talk about the challenges that we are facing now with our kids and what we could do differently. I think that's forefront on a lot of people's minds. I know that the pandemic is going to be creating a lot of mental health issues for a lot of people, but I think that our kids are really going to be struggling for a long time and we haven't really fully seen the, the outcomes of that yet. And I think it would be awesome to be able to have that conversation conversation with you and just sort of compare notes and see what we can do differently. Oh, that's a whole um, hour or two worth of, <laughs> because that alone, that one topic was really big in this last two years in our family is the online school mm-hmm. and what I saw emotionally, mentally. Yeah, that's a whole another genre. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so everybody stay tuned because there might be some more coming. So on that note, I want to just say thanks everybody for listening. As in season one, my goal is to have a new episode out every two weeks, barring any unforeseen calamities. I hope that having listened to Christy talk has allowed you to think about things that you do or maybe could do that aren't traditional, but are the things that bring you joy, that fill someone else's cup, and that make the world a better place in some small way. Because we all have something to share, something to contribute, something meaningful that we can give to someone around us if only we take a look around take care everyone and we'll catch you next time on walking alongside stories from yeg ciao for now thanks for listening if you have ideas for a topic or even better a perspective to share i would love to hear them and share them ideally in a conversation with you please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and throw a comment my way or share with friends For better or for worse, we're all in this together. We have exactly one world to share, so let's make it the best one it can be. Until next time, take good care. Ciao for now.